Hello, this is D.B. Richards from the 2300 Wrestling Podcast, and this season is dedicated to Bill Palmerino. Rest in peace, my friend. Welcome, everybody, to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, D.B. Richards, alongside my sweet referee, Dave Keener. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good morning. I I see that you are hurting today. A little bit, yeah. I'll be all right. Yeah, don't... I did a match last night and the, the guy was such a bad guy that he pulled me in and he bumped me down. But I'll get over it. Don't ever do that again. Yeah. I need you here. I, I can't find somebody else to take your spot. No, nah, it'll be all right. You know how many people I don't like in this world? A lot. You? you know who you should like? Oh, Mike Heater? Well, no, you should like our guest on the show today. Oh, who do we have today? We have Franco Varga. Hello, Franco. What's going on, guys? It's Franco Varga, the biggest wrestler ever, coming to you live from England. I'm wow. still here on the UK. Thanks for having me, guys. You're That's welcome. Sick. England. Wow, I think this is our first person that we've had. What, in England? Oh, in England, overseas, yeah. yeah wow. This is not the first time talking yeah, to somebody from England. Well, no. You guys are a bunch of local losers. I'm a real internet star, so you guys, it's your pleasure to have me. I know. Get that part out the way. There you yeah. So, so this is not the first time talking to somebody. Well, no, I mean, your, your family's British, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always say the British are coming, and the British right. are coming, yeah. Let me go get my tea. <laughs> Stop it. Stop being racist right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, how are you doing, Franco? I'm good, man. I'm on the I'm on the way. Last show of this uh, three week tour of the UK. I've been twelve shows all three weeks. Uh, so I'm, I'm on the way to the last show right now. Uh, I'm in Northern England. I've been a busy this year already for me. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm good, man. That is awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I never I haven't been in England yet, but it's a goal of mine to go visit family. But they're all everywhere, and it's just. I mean, technically, I have, but Epcot Center in Florida doesn't really count. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's. let's Let's get started this time. So I know there's a lot of people that do listen to my show that are non-wrestling fans. They always ask us, who are you? And what was your background at the beginning? And then after that, we'll talk about everything else. Right. Like, where did you get trained and stuff like that? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, I started in Colorado. Uh, so, there, I got to Puerto Rico, trained uh, with, um, you know, Carlos Colon and that group. Uh, that's where I really stayed. Like, I, I really got trained there. Uh, and then from there, you know, I kind of started uh, bouncing around. I got I got a chance uh, to go to all the Canada wrestling uh, there. And then I got, to go, I got to go to Canada and did one of those Canadian death tours. And I was off uh, with my friend from the Missouri together kind of under that learning degree and then uh from there you know i went to mexico did a bunch of mexico accident about to go back to mexico and uh for a couple weeks but um and so from there i've I four times i've wrestled australia for a tour i just been uh i've just been touring a lot and you know when i'm in the big uh you know, i, I kind of try to pass that lip on but uh for the most part i just been more on the uh doing a lot of the tours yeah that's kind of cool. yeah, that's pretty cool yeah yeah i got dave doing like u.s tours east coast tour east coast tours <laughs> Tri-state tour. Tri-state tours. Yes, you're only allowed to work here. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. I, I, I love the whole traveling, the whole road trip concept of pro wrestling. I know it's like a lot. You know what I mean? You're away from home and everything else. But I, the stories you tell and the stories because I Uber and left. And the stories of the customers that jump in my car right. is crazy. But I bet it's crazy when you're doing a tour and like shit just happens. You're like, what the fuck just happened? And 
Yeah, no, I think, you know, a lot of the guys here are, um, you know, they take it, they kind of show me how, you know, things work here in different, in all the different countries, that, you know, it's kind of taking a liking to me. And I stay in touch with, uh, you know, I talk to more people around the world than I do uh, people back home. So it's, it's been crazy. But, but yeah, I have, I have friends in my you know, this time. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's different. You know, I'm, I've been a full-time wrestler 20. Um, the most the most I've wrestled in the state during the pandemic because, uh, you know, I was stuck at Penn State. And, um, yeah, I did a lot of filming. I was a little more and champion down in Tennessee, fun, uh, like a lot of, a lot in North Carolina, um, a lot in Maine. So, I mean, I, you know, we did a lot of the no fan things, a lot of filming fight and stuff like that while I was, you know, stuck for, um, the, with the pandemic. But, but now that things are opening again, you know, I'm going back to just being a full-time wrestler and traveling the world again, doing my thing. Yeah, yeah I, I've repped a few shows with the no fans and it was weird. It, it was just weird going out there and refing and there's no reaction, no crowd, no nothing. Except me. Yeah, it was just, it was weird. But, we were still getting out there, and we were doing TV tapings, and it was still cool. Yeah, I thought it was different. Definitely, um, you know, I over the years, I, I popped in and out of OV, OVW a lot for TV, like training TV and Al Snow again. It was a huge credit to my career as far as, like, the TV training and stuff. But when the pandemic hit, uh, you know, that training really, really helped because, again, you're not really working a crowd. You're working to, you know, whoever's behind the lens. So it was, it was a bit odd, but, uh, you know, you kind of had to remember who you're doing it for and doing it for the people that are all stuck at home on, or on a laptop or on a TV or on a rope or whatever they're watching for. And uh, you got to kind of, you know, give those that emotional connection to that camera. And, uh, you know, that's where a little bit of the act part comes in. And uh, you got to kind of be better at that part. But, yeah, weird is definitely the worst use for that. Right. So um, I, I like to bring up those questions down on my list. But um, so I think in wrestling... You need to have referees be trained with CPR. Like medically and medical, stuff like that? Medical to train. If something really does happen in the ring, you have somebody there trying to save your life. Do you, do you think referees should be trained to be medical? Like CPR first aid type yeah. thing? Yes. Yeah, of course. I think um, I think the referees should absolutely the referees train. Um, you know, I think they should take the initiative to be trained in that way. You know, I'd rather, if I was hiring or booking a show, I would, I would hire a trained star and a first aid referee over a guy who's not, you know, so it could mean, those seconds could mean save someone's life or not, you know what I mean, something happened. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So in my bag, in my gimmick bag, my ref bag are gloves, band-aids, and anything else I would need medically just in case. Yeah. So, because it's yeah. what I do for a living on my shoot job, so. Yeah, like, ever since um, the wrestler Hannibal went the business and kept on stabbing the referee, mm. I, I think somebody needs to be around that is medical trained, because that that was crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I ref for ECWA, and we did a barbed wire baseball mat match between Breaker Moran and Corey Castle. And Corey got cut a little too far, and I had my gloves in my bag in my pocket. So I always had them in my pocket just in case. Yeah. Took them out, made sure Corey was okay. Nine one one now. But yeah, I mean, so, yeah. Uh, on the on the end of scene, I, I think you know as much as I would love that to do that, uh, you know, it probably adds a little bunch from the referee. But I mean, I know it's a good night if my referee's wearing a walk. So I think uh, that's the most of the scene now. Nowadays, but that'd be, be great for the rest of the right. Uh, well, my day job, I have to be medically cleared and all that medical clearance for CPR, first aid, and everything. So, so why not? You want to do table of five? Sure. Let's do table five. Let's do table five. So you're in England right now. So the topic is four people at the table from England. So our table five is you're the fifth person at the table.
table, you need to put four other. So we're gonna put four other British wrestlers, wrestlers at, at your table. table that you're right. working right now. Who would they be? Uh, four British wrestlers that I've that I've worked with on this tour. Yes. That are mm. good. Or- that you want to sit down. Oh, yeah, you just sit down with have a tea. Have some, a tea. Have a tea. And oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if I have to sit down with four British guys, uh, you know, I, of course Doug Williams, uh, you know Martin Kirby, who I wrestled uh, last night, hell of a talent. Um, there's also a guy named Biggie, uh, another hell of talent. It's the guy's legitimately seven foot tall. I mean, you can't beat that. Wow. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I guess a guy, you know, that I, that I another legend that I hung out with that guy. Uh, he trained Vader, uh, Owen Hart. He trained uh, the, the who's who. Um, that's a uh, Tony player. Uh, I think the, the four of those guys, it would tell about that. That'd be pretty cool. What was the fourth guy yeah, again? What was the third, uh, fourth one again? You were breaking up. The fourth one, Tony Sinclair. He's a hard uh, boy. See, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time was a British wrestler, Chris Adams. Chris Adams, yeah. Oh, Chris, yeah. Gentleman Chris Adams was one of my favorites. You're breaking up a little bit. Yep, yep he was awesome, Gentleman Chris yeah. Adams. So, um, Dave likes to br- um, bring up this question all the time. How did we get there? I believe there's no storylines anymore. I, I like it, it goes back to certain matches where, like, I see people doing the barbed wire death match and all that. I want to know why. Like, I feel that there's, like, no storyline anymore. They're automatically going into that type of match or some sort of match like that. I feel that there's no build-up, really. Do you feel that independent wrestling or wrestling in general is like that anymore? Um, honestly, I think independent wrestling hurts itself sometimes to do storylines. I think, um, you know, they need to cater to the people who got to get over every night. That's my goal. Right over every night. So having wrestle 20, 30 times. I try to get over every night for a time. So I think that, uh, oh, these people will remember me last month. Um, and it's been a whole t- a whole month. Most people won't remember line from, yeah. from Monday to month. Right. So I think I, I, I would leave the storyline to the guys, the boys and girls on TV, and, and focus to uh, every month and have maybe one storyline that's, that's light and easy to follow versus having a bunch of different storylines and all that. So, yeah, I I, um, I, I agree that, you know, independent has to keep up with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because I have so many great ideas. and Yeah, but they don't want to do that. No, nobody wants to no. do it. No. <laughs> yeah, we have yeah, so many great just, ideas, uh, but they don't want to do it. Yeah, it's just, um, you know, you got to, like, a lot, you know, a lot of the, it's hard enough to get them off your phone. So, uh, eventually, I don't have that problem. But watching the, the boy girls doing that, like, hard enough. So, I, I try to refuse. I, sometimes I refuse being a storyline. Right. With these draw, what happens to I always feel um, like I get a, a better following and I get a better gag on. Um, yeah, I try not to do storylines, but I try not to do yeah. all that. But then again, I'm a touring wrestler, so I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm here for the tour, and then I go away for a couple months, and then I come back for another tour. So it's um, I, I don't think I would I would be the ideal person for a storyline. Okay, let's 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 jump around here. Um, I since I, since I started doing commentating and stuff like that, I got tons of pet peeves. Yeah, welcome to the business. <laughs> <laughs> so my pet, right. my pet peeve is referees like shirts not tucked or they're wearing not black shoes and wrestlers not wiping their feet before getting into the ring. Um, Referee not reselling after they bumped two matches before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's. Oh, wow, that's bad. Yeah, yeah I, I, I called out for one so, so the question is, do you have any pet peeves in this great business? Um, yeah, you know, like, I particularly don't like when the show starts with a promo. Um, really Monday Night Raj. Again, it, again, it, it falls under that storyline thing, you know, where you, you set up the show and all that. Most of the time, it's just trying to remind them of the last show. Sometimes it works, but most of the time it doesn't. So right. I, I always say start the show off with some action and use social media to kind of push 
attention to, to the storyline stuff. If you're really going to do it, push that onto the, your really loyal fans that are going to follow your social media. If not, just uh, give people the action and maybe right before intermission have some drama or something. But for the most part, um, yeah, that's my normal flight that feed is like it's going to be a rough first match when you start with a promo and all that. Oh my gosh. Yes. See, I, I have, me and DB have a mutual friend named David Adams. And David Adams does that. He doesn't do the opening promo or whatever. He gets the show started. And then when he's not re-announcing, he'll pull the person aside who won the match or whatever, and there goes the promo. Mm -hmm. It works better that way. So, like, I agree with you about the whole WWE starting off with, because that gets me to go, oh, this is 20 minutes in, and we're not going anywhere. I really don't want to watch Raw anymore, and I flip the channel, and I watch Gilmore Girls on Netflix. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought you watched Dawson's Creek. Come on. Uh, that's it. <laughs> But, okay, next question. Um, geek out moment. So, do you ever work a show and have, like, a geek out moment? Like, I know. I've had plenty of them. DB had one a couple weeks ago meeting the, uh, road, uh, not the Road Warriors, the Powers of Pain. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love those guys. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. Oh, my gosh. Like, like I would I would go in the ECW when, when my brother worked there and I'm talking to Karina and him and Dusty were going over a match and I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. Where's the yeah, bathroom? Yeah, funny story. I, I, uh, actually, I actually called um, the Powers of Pain old because I, I was wrestling them and uh, <laughs> I took a short arm clothesline uh, from from uh, and, and anyway so I take, a, take the short arm clothesline and then you know it upset, upset one of them and I'm like hey brother it's the work you know like <laughs> Right. So, um, so I've been calling him old man and this old man and that, and uh, it, it was uh, pretty pretty uh, clear <laughs> he was upset about it. But afterwards, we all, we're all happy and everything. But yeah, no, I mean, geek out moments. Um, I try not to. You know, I I, I like. I guess I kind of geek out when when I see someone that I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm just I just kind of try to chill and kind of do my own thing and try not to. You know, like I was on a show last night with the Jerry, and I haven't seen him since the, uh, before COVID because he uh, he's one of the guys over at All Japan. And and um, so we kind of went out and had lunch off. But, um, you know, initially I was like, oh, dude, how you doing? How you been? Blah, blah. But other than that, like, I just kind of try to keep it chill. Everybody's just there to work, you know? Right. My first time meeting Shane Douglas was like, um, <laughs> I was like, I looked at him. I'm like, holy shit, you're short. And he goes, a lot of people say that. I'm like, but when I was a kid, I was a lot shorter than. Right. He was taller then. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. Still a nice guy. Yeah, very nice uh, guy. Shane's awesome. That, that was one of my geek out yeah. moments in life. That and meeting him again. Again and showing them the book. Oh yeah, well, I had the program from House of Hardcore at the ECW arena. Not House of Hardcore. Not, not Hardcore. Homecoming. A, extreme Homecoming. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, nice. And like he's like, oh my gosh, he's looking at the book. He's like, holy shit, I wrote and, this. And we're sitting there talking, and Sandman comes over and he points out that his that his tattoos on the wrong side in the picture. And then I think uh, oh, Shane said, Shane's like, nobody's gonna care. Good people. Good yeah, people. Man. That's funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like Sandman. Yeah, he was a great guy. Oh, yeah. We were, we were doing, I was at an Icons, and I'm sitting there, and I walked by him, and he stopped me and goes, Keener? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it was crazy. I was actually supposed to be at the last Icons, but like... Uh, there was like a mix up with the play. I actually got stuck in Charlotte. Mm. So I missed it. But yeah, yeah it a good. lot of things happen. Hey, you're yeah. always, you're always Shout welcome. out to Eric Sims. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's a whole nother story. Oh, he screwed, I know, I know. He I screwed us over. I say that sarcastically. All right, Franco gets it. We're good. He like sent me a message. He's like, hey, we should work together because I brought Tommy Cairo. And he's like, oh, we should work together because I got free peaches. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then like out for nowhere, he stiffed us with money. And I'm like, like, you're a fucking douchebag. And, and Tommy's like, dude, give me 50 now. I like Tommy. Yeah, good people. <laughs> oh, good yeah. people. I, t I text him a lot. 
I think you got tired of me. Moving on. You're okay. Um, Where are we, at? we started three matches. You want to do that one? Yeah. All right, cool. So three matches. I want to know your three all-time favorite matches, and then your three matches that you have been in that you enjoyed. Uh, so three all-time favorite matches that I've been in, or, or no? So it's, all-time so it's three all-time favorite oh. of yours, and three-time all favorites that you've watched. Yeah. Growing up. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. I mean, so growing up, um, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, Ladder Match, Continental Title. Uh, one of my favorites. Um, Rock and Hope, another one of my favorites. Uh, oh, man. My own Cole, Steve Austin, Rick Oh, uh, Survivor Series, right? The submission match? Survivor, yeah, submission, yeah, submission match. Yeah. Uh, with, with a, with a, with a honorable mention to uh, JBL versus uh, Rick. What was that again? Again, that, I said honorable mention to JBL versus Ray Mysterio. That's a hell of a... <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Sorry, you just broke up a little but that's why we had just asked. It happens. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then three that I three that I've been uh, involved in. Favorite, um, I guess um, you know one would be uh, first Greg the Hammer Valentine. That was fun. I was very you know super learned. Uh, I loved working with Jerry Lawler. That, that was another great a lot of fun. Um, just kind of one of those where like wrestling doesn't complicate it at all. We listened, we think purposely think we doesn't until we got out. That was a hell of fun, a hell of fun match. Yeah. And then um, first uh, first Brian Cage for the title. Um, you know for to get a thank thank to match for for a company title is always a big deal. So uh, I had some fun. And, so, and, wow, and that, then uh, honorable cool. men uh, with, with, with Michael Elgin sold out uh, uh, Ohio. That was a hell of a match. We almost broke the ring. So We're going to try and find that one. I am a big so fan. I'm a big fan of Elgin. Yeah. I really love well, this was, stuff. I was at MCW one night, and Lawler was there. And it was just really cool to talk to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's talking for him. So he's definitely, you know, he's one of those guys that he's going to freaking more about wrestling than a lot of us are ever going to learn. So he's, uh, he's, he's a legend for sure. Oh, yeah, just the knowledge that he has is just awesome. See, I'm a big fan of pranks and ribs. And no, nothing bad. I don't want to hear something like, you know, like somebody shitting in somebody's bag or something. Ricky Morton. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> so, wait, real quick. I'm friends with Chris Hamrick. And Chris told me that Ricky Morton is, like, the biggest pranker there is. So... Yeah. Yeah. So, it's funny. Because, like, my, I like to prank people, like, hanging out with them and ask the bartender, can I get, um, apple juice to put it in the glass and then somebody drinking you know. so that's my kind of pranks like something friendly or me uh, knocking on Dave's door at 6 o'clock in the morning trying to wake Ugh. him up yeah he doesn't like that at all not if I'm at a yeah. show in, in West Virginia the night before and I gotta come all the way back to Philadelphia and then listen to like Britney Spears at or 2 o'clock in the morning Disney music because you love playing with my radio yep so do you ever prank or rib or do any of that stuff yeah I'm, I'm pretty big on um, just having a good time so yeah I, I uh, you know I, I, I talked a little bit bit of trash with the guy sarcastically, you know, especially after the match up there. And, you know, a lot, of them, a lot of them come up to me and ask me about, you know, what do you think of the match? I, I always start out with, oh, it, you know, it was awful, this and that, and I have a whole, that's my way of ripping that thing. I drop them all the way down around bottom when I really did that, I thought. So, um, if it was actually bad, then I don't I do not do that. But um, it's only the, you know, the guys go out there. I, I like to have a little fun with them before I tell them how good it was. Oh, yeah, we all do. So it's kind of, it's so, kind of what I'm known for. It's only being an asshole so, we need to hang out a lot more. I mean, if he's in the Philadelphia area like March 26th at Icons. Yeah, if you want to come and join yeah. us and have some fun you, cranking we'll people, be there. we're all there. We'll be there for uh, that. No, I'm at, I'm in Kansas City that day. Oh. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate, but... We can um, put a yeah, stunt Mark's double there. Be, yeah, Mark's going to be 
be uh, pretty damn back for me. I have a uh, first time ever versus DJ Peak in March. And then I turn right around and, uh, and do that to go in Minnesota. Uh, April 9th, it just announced it's me versus DCO, uh, hosted by uh, Lou Ferrigno. So, yeah, so I got stuff in the States that's like big, you know. So, wow. Um, Where's that one at? I'm going to miss that. So, we want to come with yeah, you. Yeah, I want to go to that one. I want to meet Lou Ferrigno. Can we get in your suitcase? Yeah, that one's, <laughs> that one's in Minnesota. So, oh. yeah, I mean, it'll all be on Fight TV. So, I mean, it, you know, we're all going to eventually be get the shows on Fight TV. But I got to get Fight TV. Yeah, so, I mean, as far as as far as conventions and stuff, I really I really want to make as many conventions as I can this year. Um, but Icons is one of the ones that I'm, I might miss again this year. So. Mm. Hey, anytime you hear about Icons and you want to hang out with us, we always get a table. I mean, there's also that one that MCW does down there in Maryland yeah, coming up. We like to open yeah, up yeah, tables if you ever want to chill with us. Right. You're always welcome. We're always there. So, that, that yeah, Mark, that's going to be a long day anyway, March since, 26. Since I know you're um, out there, I want to do two more questions to make it one of okay. our favorite favorite things in the world. It's called uh, Five Questions of Doom. So I always play this button for the game. And okay, should we warn him, though? Yeah, you can warn him if you want. I mean, I should. So, I also do voiceovers and stuff like that for, like, horror. Okay. So, just to give you a, a word of warning, I will do, like, a horror voiceover in the beginning of this. So, so all okay. these questions that are in this little box are non-wrestling questions. So, we want to get to know you a little bit better. And, and sure. whatever's in here, it could be what's your favorite dream car or it could be whatever. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Something something fun. It's like we call it five questions of doom because it's a doom. I don't know. So, go ahead, Dave. Hit your... Ladies Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the five questions of doom. <laughs> so, question have, number one. So, Facebook or MySpace? Oh man, Facebook. Okay. Question number two. Apple or Android? Uh, say that again. He broke up. Apple or Android? Oh, Apple. Come on. All day. <laughs> Uh, I'm an Android, I've never but... Okay, okay. Question number three. Favorite quote from a book? Favorite quote from a book? Well, you know, I'm a huge fan of uh, The Lord of the Rainbow. Um, you shall not pass. I know, I know it's a big, big thing in the movies, but I'm a fan of the book as well. Yeah, I... I oh my I God, I can't wait for the new one. You didn't see the preview for the new Lord of the Rings? Like the extra stuff from the movies? No, there's a new Lord of the Rings coming out. Like, it's a prequel. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's even... Like, it's a, wow. Question number four. Favorite Halloween costume as a child? Favorite Halloween costume as a child? My favorite costume as a child? Yes. You know, I was Chucky multiple times. So <laughs> I think I kind of got that thing as a kid. Question number five. Okay, there's three names coming up on this one. Alvin, Simon, or Theodore. Do, do Alvin, Simon, or Theodore? Oh, uh, I'm an Alvin guy. So Alvin. Yeah, Alvin was awesome. Alvin all the way. That was your five questions of Doom. That's not bad. Pretty good. Okay. Yeah, why not? So you want to ask the last question? So I guess we'll end this with a road story. Oh, any fun road stories? So any fun road stories? Uh, any fun road stories. Yeah. Uh, you know, I went I went on a, a 30-day tour with Ron. And they took me through it. Um, you know, he, I started to notice that he would, um, we would start to see people show up at the hotel, the more the more tour. So I uh, I would get a knock on the door and say, oh, they're right there. Never breakfast. I said, 
want to start um, kind of dealing with the mob and dealing with the pirates that would show up to the hotels knowing that we were uh, <laughs> into the cars that got deal with at the first point. So after five days of doing it, I finally caught up to him. And I, and I kind of just told him, yeah, he's going to come out the car by the car over here. <laughs> he was pretty upset for like a whole day. But afterwards, he just stayed in for like six, seven hours. And then afterwards, he started laughing out of nowhere. And he's like, all right, call me. Damn. <laughs> yeah, Ron, Ron's a great guy he's pretty awesome yeah we we yeah, went to icons one year my son is he turned 17 on the 22nd and he was 15 i think he was 15 when ron met him and ron looks at him and right now my son is six foot two and he's 16 um ron looks at him and goes damn boy you look to be about 20 how old are you he was 15 he goes shit you tall <laughs> So, so, do you have any social media for the fans to find you? Yeah, everything is at Franco Rest. I try to keep it nice, simple. And then if uh, no, if that's not enough, I just go to FrancoVargas.com. It's all my social media, my merchandise, uh, the, you know, any any movies that I'm about to begin in the summer and all that. So I got a couple of short films that I that are coming out there. So yeah, it'll all be on there. Awesome, thank you. Okay, we're gonna end this show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Wait, wait. This has been the twenty three hundred wrestling podcast i'm dave keener alongside db richards and we'll see you in the ring and ladies and gentlemen we've been talking to international wrestling superstar franco varga thank you for coming on the show franco hey thanks for having me guys appreciate it no problem thank you you're not listening to the 2300 podcast two dudes in a basement you're not listening to me franco varga the biggest wrestler ever you're welcome hi welcome to the 2300 wrestling podcast this is your producer brian bennett i would just like to do a shout out for Brian Schweiker, a photographer, cameraman, editor, and designer. He's been doing great things with us at the 2300 Wrestling Podcast, and we would just like to help promote him. And you could reach him at phone number 856-254-7546 or email him at bschweiker13 at gmail.com. That's B-S-C-H-W-E-I-K-E-R-1-3 at gmail.com. Again, that's Brian Schweiker for any of your photography needs. Sam Alfalsi here. And Zach Ravix. Super Crazy Wrestling, Super Crazy Arena, Skid Row Academy. We are indeed the best facility in New Jersey. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, Probably no in the world. Extremely top three, I would say. We have very terrific trainers. Actually, they all come from uh, the Ring of Honor Dojo, so yeah. you already know you're... So they're going to be great, and they're definitely great. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're going to experience some, you know, pretty elite stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're all about intensity here. You know, uh, we're, we're always here to help. We're, we're always reach one, teach one. That, that's our main thing. You know, I feel like if you're a person that really feels like wrestling is your dream and that's what you want to accomplish, this is the best school to come to. Or burn. Or, or burn. Okay. Or Brack said. So, uh, once again, you know, best school probably in the world. Definitely in Jersey. You can find it. You can find it on Facebook, uh, Super Crazy Wrestling and Scare Row Academy. And Instagram, Super Crazy Wrestling, Scare Row Academy. You can contact Melissa Pena or Odog. And he'll come find you if you don't find him. Or I will. Or, or Brax or, or, or Brax. You'll burn. No, you won't burn.